Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In, in January this year, the Tea Research Association of India hosted a two-day event to commemorate 200 years of Assam Tea. It was called the Bicentenary Assam Tea International Conference 2024. The event was spearheaded by Joydeep Fukan, Principal Officer and Secretary TRA. So we caught up with Joydeep to hear about what went into the planning of the event and what he hopes guests have taken away from it. It was really nice to be there and at Batik and to meet everyone, attend some of the sessions. The last time we spoke for TBiz was on the FAO IGG session that was being hosted by India. And of course, a bicentennial celebration was added to it. So can you tell us a little bit about what went into planning these events? When we had the uh, the, the uh, Hangzhou session of the FAO IGG, uh, that was in that was the twenty third session, which was held in May two thousand eighteen. So India proposed to host the uh, the next session, that is the twenty fourth session of the FAO IGG in India. We had hosted uh, in two thousand ten also in Delhi, and during that time. Uh, it was three days of the FAO IGG on tea, and which was preceded by the uh, 100 years of uh, centenary of Tokla, actually. So uh, when it was decided that like it's going to be held in uh, India in 2020, the whole FAO IGG session got postponed by nearly three years. Uh, we decided to uh, host the, the bicentenary conference of Assam tea. So back to back on the same format, like two days of the Bicentennial Assam Tea Conference, followed by the 25th session of the FAO IGG. In fact, both, if you see, the, those are landmarks like 200 years plus 25, 25th session of the FAO IGG. Yeah. Not many big uh, tea meetings have been held in uh, Assam. And uh, for holding this meeting, I think the full credit goes to our Honorable Commerce Minister, Piyush Goelji, uh, when the proposal was uh, put up. Uh, by the Commerce Ministry. So Mr. Goel straight away said that like, see, if it's tea, it has to be held in uh, Guwahati in Assam. I, I felt good because I belong to Guwahati, although there are some challenges in terms of uh, the, the, the the local uh, logistics and, and the infrastructure. But I think uh, people uh, enjoyed and we had a lot of programs outdoors, actually. Weather was very good. I think the choice of sessions at Batik and also later the IGG are all things that reflect the current concerns of the tea industry, whether it's in marketing of tea or adopting technology or regenerative agriculture. Is there something here that you'd like to share about what went into putting together the program and some of the takeaways that you're particularly excited by? The, the whole idea of the Bicentennial Assembly Conference was to take a stock of what we have done in the last 200 years kind of a SWOT analysis kind of a thing, because since Assam produces more than 50%, so if we do a analysis of Assam, then we can extrapolate uh, into uh, Bengal and uh, and South India. 
we are producing more teas than uh, than we are consuming actually but the one side is that is you can cut production and then like then it's it's like there is a stop gap arrangement actually see until but the main long term uh, goal is to create uh, more demand for tea and wherein everyone uh, becomes uh, more uh, like everyone participates like if the industry does well the the small growers does well the organized sector does well and the entire value chain in the tea industry uh, so initially in fact we thought of getting the starbucks uh, chief uh, ceo also as one of the speakers as one of the uh, um, uh, another keynote speaker but uh, since he is heading starbucks and then uh, so i think there was a more of a communication or the pr issue the general perception among people is that coffee is seen to be more trendy uh, more happening among the younger generation so the idea was that like see maybe we get a tea person who's done well we get a, a coffee person uh, who's heading one of the largest coffee chains uh, in the world and in india also they expanded and then uh, we have a different perspective especially in china japan uh, taiwan uh, they have done really well in repositioning tea in fact you see if you see in china from 95 to about 2010 it was a big boom for the ready to drink teas the rtds uh, replaced or is at par with water in china then uh, then after that they have innovated with different uh, formats like bubble tea then uh, so so those kind of uh, things then uh, the new format kind of stores like so they are using quite a lot of technology in terms of uh, bringing in the youngsters into tea so uh, the other thing was that like see how we can learn from uh, these uh, countries like china japan taiwan and other southeast asian countries so that is why uh, we of course language would have been a problem because and thanks to linkedin uh, i connected with uh, james greeland james has been there for the last 30 years in china and he knows how the whole industry has evolved so that's why he could uh, make it and he was articulate in presenting uh, to our audience uh what is happening actually so basically to learn about uh, what is happening in in more mature markets and what we can learn from those uh, things in repositioning tea we had a special session if you uh, on, on tea promotion and tea exports wherein mr harish bijur uh, who's a branding expert and uh, in fact one thing which was very surprising to hear from him is that like what he was telling about the Uh, gen alpha the alpha generation the, from 2010 to 2025 if you recall he said that only 4% of the gen alpha is in into tea so uh, that's actually very very small percentage actually and these are the generation which are going to basically drive uh, consumption but a lot of serious uh, thoughts which he has given in, in in to the policy makers in how to address the problem actually because we are producing every year we are having maybe 3% 4% extra production uh, like it is increasing but on the demand side if you are not taking care of the situation then i think we are in for a real problem actually the session on marketing in particular brought such different perspectives and i think it shook us all out of the way we've been thinking about marketing tea and what we may need to revisit in terms of some of our own ideas on how to promote tea but also where the urgent focus needs to be 
there's a lot of uh, negativity or is it negativity in the industry regarding prices, overproduction. And last year, 2023 was a very bad year, actually, for the Indian tea industry and even globally also. So in this context, to have this uh, events, both the events, uh, it was really a challenging thing because we were having uh, our, our conference on 29th, 30th. And followed by the FAO. Of course, FAO is these are these are more government nominated delegates. But uh, our target for the conference was about around say 300 people. So by 31st December, when we had the early bird cutoff registration date, we had only about 75 people actually. So I would basically I'm why I'm coming here is that like see we we use social media in a in a big way like basically approaching to people who are coming in and then give, asking for their videos, for their interviews, short interviews, posting on Instagram. Instagram, what I see is is really like it, it helps, it connects uh, to people. On the back end, we see like the kind of engagements which it is happening. We close around nearly about 450 delegates actually. So I, I feel like uh, for the industry, it's, it's a big learning lesson and most of the companies are there, but only thing is that see how we project uh, to the crowd or to the uh, audience uh, for for drinking tea or for positioning tea. I think that is important actually. It was good to see so many from the industry at one event and also the networking event. In particular, I thought many planters were interested in the session on regenerative agriculture because many questions were being asked. Uh, so the first presentation was. To, to lay uh, the problem uh, in front of the audience where we stand actually, in terms of the climate change and 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 it affects uh, and the effects of climate change then basically how we can take things forward the session on uh, regenerative agriculture especially was a cross learning from the cotton industry actually so the mr borwa rajiv borwa is from the better cotton initiative and now he's a consultant with this uh, uk group called Primark. So uh, so basically, uh, cotton industry has been a little ahead of uh, tea. But at the same time, what we, when we were discussing uh, with Mr. Borwa on different aspects of regenerative agriculture, we have seen that, like, see what, like, maybe Toklai uh, was suggesting or ha has been suggesting of when you grow tea uh, for about 50 years, when you uproot, and you rehabilitate the soil for at least 18 months to 24 months. So you uh, you plant different uh, uh, grasses, different plants, so that like the soil is regenerated after 50 years of cultivation. And then you are, after two years of soil rehabilitation, you're back uh, ready to go for another maybe 30, 40 years of uh, planting. It's basically regenerative agriculture, what I have been seeing or hearing is that it's basically going back to the basics of doing uh, agriculture. No, very no tillage or very little tillage, so that like you see, you don't disturb the soil much. So uh, then biochar, which we have been working on, so that biochar focus is very much there for regenerative agriculture. What we are trying to do is that we are trying to have takeaways from each of the sessions and try to implement it. Uh, in a more uh, structured manner, actually. So we are we are having a discussion with T board also on how we can 
structure it in, in a more uh, methodical way of uh, taking it forward. There were a couple of things that came up at the IGGs into the campaign called Tea Power and also the news about the small tea grower headquarters shifting to India for the next few years. Anything about these two developments that you can share? Yeah, so basically, like uh, Shabnam uh, Weber, who's heading uh, the Tea Association of Canada, uh, Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. So she had made in our presentation, uh, like, uh, so it, it was uh, quite well thought out because, like, uh, Canada, US, and uh, Australia, uh, Canada, US, and UK are heading the Tea and, uh, tea and Health Working Group, uh, which was formed in 2022. So that is the youngest working group. But I think a lot of progress has been made in, by that working group in terms of uh, we had nearly about 12 meetings over the last two years. Uh, and then we zeroed in on, uh, like, instead of going for too technical or, or more technical stuff like cardiovascular disease or maybe uh, so where we can't prove uh, without clinical trials. But we had zeroed in, the group had zeroed in on, like, sports and fitness and wellness actually, and even beauty, uh, how tea can enhance beauty, uh, like the skin uh, health, then uh, how it can give you endurance and this thing. So like, so those were uh, the decisions taken in the working group and which Shabnam had briefly presented in her presentation in the, uh, in the bicentennial conference. Uh, and then later on, it was presented as a working group uh, recommendation to the FAO. Uh, wherein uh, the tea power in terms of sports, fitness, wellness was decided and how we can uh, initiate a campaign and every uh, tweet, every social media messaging will go through, uh, go, we'll have the concerned ha hashtags which has been decided upon. So I think that was a big uh, takeaway from the FAO session. Like so We discuss with a larger audience uh, in the batik. And then, like in the FAO, it was adopted as, as one of the main, main uh, key implementation thing for the next two years. The other thing is the Confederation of the International Tea Smallholders, which was it was voted in 2016 in Nairobi session, and then in 2018 uh, it was finalized in Hangzhou in China, and China was supposed to host it for the next four years, the headquarters. It was decided that, like you see, every four years it will shift from uh, different country to country, so that the entire smallholder uh, can get benefited from the the host country, what they have been doing on different uh, areas to promote smallholders and especially on the marketing and how how they can uh, have a better uh, return for their uh, produce. So uh, India, in fact, if you see. In the last couple of years, uh, there's been a lot of focus on small tea holders. So, Government of India also, when they are, they are formulating the schemes for the next medium-term framework, they are putting more emphasis on the small holders. Government of Assam has put in quite a lot of uh, efforts. In fact, uh, they've invested, I think, nearly about $2 million in setting up a dedicated R&D center at Toklai. So all these... Uh, what we feel is that like, see, we should be able to uh, hold workshops for member countries like maybe Kenya, the African countries, Sri Lanka, even China. And then uh, I think we can share more information and disseminate more information among the smallholder community. Another thing is that like we, 
of course uh was if you remember in the session uh, there was a korean company called fridge uh, so which they have used data analytics in a big way in trying to enhance or push exports of different commodities actually some of the companies in india especially in south india have been using uh, fridge uh, solutions so we actually uh, have given or exposed to a wider audience now so once they come on like you see then i think indirectly in a in a smaller way they can find out newer markets actually so i think it's 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 a e marketplace for commodities and i hope tea can get benefited uh, through that platform the tea season is just about getting started in north india isn't it so as you look at 2024 i mean you've had a great start but what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year post igg and also post a difficult 2023 no i i feel uh, like this year is going to be crucial for the industry uh, like indian tea industry and the global tea industry uh, like more generic global tea industry but like for indian tea industry because our production is i think we are going to surpass uh, the earlier record also like you see like it's going to maybe going to touch about 1400 million kilos um Uh, for 2023 uh but at the same time now uh the compliance issues of tea has come in in a big way actually last year we had two three meetings with the uh food safety regulator which is the fssi uh and they have flagged concerns on uh, basically uh use of some compounds of uh, they found a, which which is not desirable actually or which is which is not approved or maybe it, it may come through bioformulations it may come through different uh, concoctions but at the same time compliance is a big issue and we from our organization DRA we are working with all the front end companies like PCPL Hindustan Lever uh, even different member companies of DRA in trying to address this issue and and like end of this month we are starting a campaign for the next two months on on uh, good agricultural practices which more specific uh, thing on plant protection uh, uh, measures actually so what they need what people need to spray what they need to avoid what they need to test we have ramped up our uh, both the labs which we have in uh, tra one in jorat uh, one in calcutta so we have Uh, we have given a package solution to quite a lot of companies like say earlier one company used to test maybe say 20 samples 30 samples now companies are saying that they are going to test minimum of 500 samples to 1000 samples in a year so we have given a package deal uh, to the, them so that like they can test more and more for compliance the other uh, certification agencies like trusty we are implementing partners of trusty in uh, north india so there also we are giving a special deal for the the trusty certified uh, small holders wherein they can do it at a much cheaper cost uh, at our labs so i think this year compliance will be an issue and and maybe i think with more and more compliance maybe the the production may not like reach that uh, like the, the 1400 million maybe it might come down actually since compliance has been flagged off as a major issue for this year we are not in a very doom and gloom situation like you see we have the production is there it is only 
finding the market actually. So and we are lucky to have a very, very strong domestic market, which is almost absorbing nearly 1200 million kilos of tea. So it's like that extra push both domestically as well as maybe for some new countries. Uh, and then so so in that way, I think we need to learn from maybe other countries where they have uh, they've been very passionate about uh, about promoting their teas. I think uh, Sri Lanka, for instance, uh, the Sri Lankan tea board chairman was there, Mr. Niraj Dimel, and then like uh, he couldn't come for the for the Batik uh, conference, but he was there for the next three days. They have gone through real problems in terms of production plummeting uh, quite drastically, but they have, I think, come back. Actually, see if you see last year. They have, they're going into different countries, having agreements. And uh, uh, so they're, they're basically re recapturing their uh, earlier market share wherever they were, they had. Here in in India, what I have seen is that you see there's too much negativity in the industry. So that I think we need to change because definitely uh, things are going to change for the better. Right? So we need to have a strategy. Thank you, Joydeep. I look forward to seeing how things pan out, how the year shapes up, and I'm sure we'll connect again uh, during the year to see how things are progressing. And once again, congratulations on two very successful events in the kickoff 2024. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.